everybody welcome to um, the summer Devo we're so glad you're here welcome to this Wednesday morning we welcome you we um, we're studying the book of Ephesians right now so if you have your Bible grab your Bible grab a cup of coffee we're starting the day off here in the word go ahead if you hadn't if you haven't already put your name in the comments let us know who's watching we would love for you to um, participate and if you have any prayer requests why don't you take a moment and share uh, that share prayer requests today we would love to be praying together praying for you um, all right let's get into it today um, one verse of scripture Ephesians chapter 2 verse 22 we officially are are going to be um, concluding with Ephesians chapter 2 but I just could not get over this passage where now this is in the message in the, this is in the passion translation Here's what it says. It says, this means that God is transforming each of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. We talked yesterday all about God building a home and brick by brick and the value of a brick. But we get a little bit further insight um, in this passage here in um, the Passion Translation and what it alludes to is the tabernacle. It says God is building you not just into anything. He's building you into what he says here, the Holy of Holies. Well, what's the Holy of Holies? I'm going to show you uh, some diagrams. In the Old Testament, there was something called the tabernacle. This is the way that God would connect with man um, before the cross, this is in the Old Testament, whenever God revealed um, the Ten Commandments to Moses, he didn't just give him Ten Commandments only, he also gave him a pattern for how man was supposed to approach God. And here's the thing so, that's so amazing about God and the grace of God is even from the beginning, whenever man made mistake after mistake, God was continually making a way for the gap to be dissolved. And the Old Testament shows us God's um, pursuit of people, of broken people. And obviously, that's um, we see that most beautifully on the cross. But in the Old Testament, we see um, the way that God set up, the way that we would approach him. There's so many beautiful types and shadows in the Old Testament, types and shadows of Jesus. Um, I like to tell people this often. Every verse in the Bible is about Jesus. People ask me a lot on Sundays, what are you going to be preaching about? Jesus. Because it really is all about Jesus. Um, the Old Testament has a lot of um, types and shadows. I'll, I'll just stop for a minute and, and talk about this. A lot of people kind of get sideways when they start studying the Old Testament because they'll take the Old Testament and say, hey, look, we're supposed to follow this. And I would say as New Testament as New Testament believers, the Old Testament is a type and shadow of Christ. And the danger is we'll turn serving God into a lot of rules and regulations instead of a relationship. That's the point. So much of the point of the Old Testament was to show that you could not um, live for God in your own power. The rules are not enough. You need a relationship with God. You need your heart to be changed. And that's what we have in Christ. That's what we have in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a changed heart. So I would say to somebody uh, this morning, don't settle for just rules and religion and regulation. Let God have your heart today. That's where everything changes. Here's a, here's a picture of the um, Old Testament tabernacle. You would have um, 
you would have these walls that were made of badger skin. The people of God, the different tribes of Israel, they had their unique places where they would camp. All the uh, different tribes would carry different pieces of this tabernacle, and then you would well, you would walk into the tabernacle. And then you would have this large altar there where there's smoke going off the, this would be the brazen, the brazen altar. Then you would have this large uh, laver of water. That's where um, after the sacrifice, the priests would wash their hands. And then in this place, you have the holy place. And in the very back of the holy place is the holy of holies. Let me show it to you from uh, just a, a simple diagram. The holy of holies being here um, as part of the holy place. In the holy place, you would have a table of showbread, which would be fresh bread every day, representing the word of God. Um, you would have a seven-branched lampstand, which represents the Holy Spirit. Um, you would also have the altar of incense here, so there would be a sweet-smelling savor um, here in the tabernacle. But notice here in, in the holy of holies, what, what is there in the holy of holies? That's the Ark of the Covenant. You see, the thing that was the point of the tabernacle was to help men, help you and I, help people um, approach God. And in the Old Testament, sacrifices had to be made. A sacrifice of a lamb, they would bring a lamb, um, but it would be sacrificed on the altar. And then a priest would progressively walk this process. And once a year, they would take the blood. Um, of those sacrifices, and they would take it back into that holy place through um, a veil that would separate the holy place from the holy of holies, where this Ark of the Covenant was, which represented the presence and power of God. And that they would um, they would pour the blood uh, of the sacrifice on that altar, on that Ark of the Covenant, if you will, and then the fire of God would fall. It was a, I say all that to say, it was a huge process. If you haven't studied about the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle, you should do that. It's fascinating. But just know this, it was a intense process that only happened once a year to someone even possibly getting a glimpse into the holy place. It was something you had to be the high priest. Not everybody got to do it. This veil separated man from God. But after, but when Jesus died on the cross, there was a unique. Uh, there was some, there was a detail that said that when Jesus died, the veil in the temple. See, in Jesus's day, it wasn't a temporary um, tabernacle like we saw here in the diagram. It was a physical temple, and that veil was ripped from top to bottom. In other words, God, the hand of God, from the not from the bottom to the top, like man would rip it, but God ripped the the veil that would separate man from God from top to bottom, and He said now I'm inviting you to be the holy place, not just to visit the holy place, but in Christ, we become the holy place. We become the dwelling place of God's presence and power. And that's amazing. That is amazing to me. What an, what an amazing truth. So, so how do we do that? How do we do that in our lives? I want to uh, quickly walk through a few things. What is God really looking for? How do we experience more of, his, uh, more of his presence and power? How do we experience more of the Holy Spirit? What is God looking for? First, give God a heart of praise today. Have a heart of praise and a heart of surrender to God today. Thank God for all that he's done in your life. Um, every day, today, have a heart of praise Praise Him for the good things and for the, the things that are seemingly not so good. 
can I can I give you a spoiler alert? They may not be good now, but when God's finished with them, He's going to use it for good. Even the things that people mean mean against you, even the things that you've done that you're that you're ashamed of, if you'll give it to God, He'll actually turn it all around and He'll use it for good because you're blessed. You are blessed. It's not a question if you will be blessed. No, in Christ, you are blessed. So look for it today. Thank God for it today. Give God thanks and praise. What else is God looking for? Total surrender. God's not looking for just partial surrender in our lives. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. God is saying, what, what is he looking for? How do, we, how do we host the Holy Spirit? How do we become this holy of holies? How do we allow God? So we give thanks to God and then surrender your life to God today. Whatever it is. And, and this is not just, oh, I surrendered my life to God 20 years ago. Why don't you do it again today? Surrender our hearts to God today. And then um, here's the third thing. God's looking for relationship, not just rules. That's the whole point of why Jesus came, so that our so that we wouldn't just have some rule-based religion, but so that we could have a living relationship with God every single day. Let me show you this final scripture, and I'll be done. It says this. This is that same verse we just read, but from the message. It says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. I love this. Take your sleeping, eating, going to work. A lot of times we think, well, you know what? I'm not, I'm not spiritual. I'm, I don't know enough of the Bible. I can't really, God can't really do something great in my life. No, just give God your every day. Give God a heart of praise, total surrender today, and give God a relationship, not just something where you're, where you're focusing all on the rules today. Let me pray for you as we, as we start this day. Lord, we give this day completely to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, that this is not about rules, God, that this is not just about going through religious rituals or motions, God. Lord, you made it so much better. You came to change our hearts. Lord, you came to make us a dwelling place of your spirit, God. So help us be that place today, God. We, we give you a heart of thankfulness. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives. Thank you for the blessings, God. Thank you for the things we don't even understand, God. Thank you for the hard things we're going through because we know, Lord, you're using it all. Lord, we trust you, God. We, we give you a fully surrendered heart, God. We surrender everything to you. Lord, we're not holding anything back here on this Wednesday morning, God. Lord, and we, we invite you into every day, in every day of our lives, God. We invite you into this day, God, and with a relationship. We want a relationship with you today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, guys, have an amazing, amazing day. I can't wait to see you. Um, um, when I can't wait to see you um, tomorrow morning as we're t- tomorrow's Thursday pray day, but also for all of the, um, all the students, uh, tonight is a um, movie night uh, for city night. So if you have a teenager, middle schooler, or high schooler, now get them to City Hills tonight. It's going to be great. Hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day, City Hills. God bless you.